Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet, I'm joined again for a look ahead to this week's matches in Belarus by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Match day eight, match day eight. Match day eight, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a phrase I never thought I'd be saying at the start of this year. <laughs> Looking ahead to the Belarusian football, but um, yeah, it's Max the A, and you will be all over it in the forthcoming podcast. And how's your how's your week been? Yeah, fine actually. Just trying to get in the house as much as I can for my daily once a day run um, to get some fresh air. But other than that, still working at the moment, and really glad we've still got the Belarusian football to keep my mind and soul busy. Yeah, and not just yours, we had over 500 listens last week, so that was very much appreciated, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we'll just continue to deliver our thoughts and <laughs> uh, <laughs> tips for the Belarusian League as long as, as long as it's going, but we've obviously got some other leagues starting to come back in the next week or two. South Korea kicks off on Friday morning. Um, which should be interesting and German Bundesliga I believe a decision has been taken on that today as to what actual date they'll start back but it's been given the green light by the government over there Yeah I think most football fans I think there's there's two ways to look at this there's those football fans that are looking forward to watching some live football albeit behind closed doors and you'll then have the other side of that the punters and the guys that want to put a bet on um, in terms of having additional leagues to bet on but I think at the moment for me, the leagues that are going to start very soon are obviously at the very beginning of their season, i.e. it's just started, yeah, or they have resumed. So yeah. yeah, South Korea is just starting their new season, and obviously Germany's restarting from a, what, a two-month layoff. Yeah, so it's going to feel like a new season. Yeah, so I guess my advice would be just to advise caution before people start hammering the accumulators and uh, bets on weekday one. I just think at the moment it's probably best just letting things settle in first, give it a couple of weeks before going daft. Yeah, and there's also word that the Turkish Super League, I think that's pencilled in to start on the 12th of June as well. So slowly but surely some of the leagues are coming back and we can just keep our fingers crossed that everyone stays healthy and we don't you know, suffer any setbacks um, with the games they do get played and hopefully we can get back to normal as soon as possible. Um, so one other thing I just very briefly wanted to touch on, I can't have you on the podcast without asking you about your beloved St. Johnson and the uh. departure of Tommy Wright. What's your thoughts on that? I, I guess first of all, I'm most upset that I found out via your good self. Yeah. So that, that upset me deeply. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a real shock. I don't think anybody saw that coming whatsoever. For him now, I'd love to see him get the Northern Ireland job. I personally don't think that he will get it. Although he is eight to fifteen favourite with Skybet at the moment. Sweet. He was he was twelve to one last week before he resigned. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see that how that pans out. But I think I just hope to see him get a job uh, at a big club at some point. And I think as most Johnson fans will say, um, he's given us a, just an amazing seven or eight years European football, five times, four times, lots of top six finishes, and obviously. Uh, 17th of May 2014 a Scottish Cup win so yep, thank never you never be forgotten yeah yep. and it goes with uh, most St Johnson fans best wishes I think so in terms of betting any any pointers in terms of who you think might get the job <laughs> well you've seen some of the names um, I'll give you some people to avoid so don't put any money in Jim Duffy at 20-1 um, I think the list at the moment I would say 80% of the list is just your usual yeah. Filling Stuart, up a list. Stuart Baxter in 
there'll be <laughs> lots of names. I think um, Jim Duffy, Danny Lennon, Barry Ferguson, a couple of ex-players. I think at the moment, most fans are rooting for Callum Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's currently number two to Gary Rowett at Millwall. Um, there's a few shouts as well for kind of Liam Craig, Stephen McLean sort of thing as well. So lots of names in the hat, but the club are in no rush at all to select a successor. No, and I suppose... Alec Clellan's in charge at the moment and he'll yeah, probably yeah. be in charge for the next four or five months. Yeah, until we sort out what's happening with the rest of the season in the top flight in Scotland, then I guess there's no point in appointing a manager um, if he's not got <laughs> if he's not got a team to work with. Um, yeah, exactly. They're a league to play in, so we just need to wait and see how that unfolds. So uh, keep an eye on that one. Okay, so before we move on to this week, uh, just a quick recap on last week's results and we were at bad borders of uh, what, lack of corners away from near enough a full house Yeah, it would have been a bumper weekend last weekend um, I guess the frustrating thing is as well Bat Borisov was the last the second last game, it, it was my last game in terms of my bets so it went to plan Friday, Saturday and the first part of Sunday they were at home and they raced into a 2-0 lead and I was like, oh no don't do that <laughs> Um, they only got three corners, which is really disappointing. And I think anyone who had a bet on that match definitely would have had Bat Borisov corners in the game. I think I've seen lots of lines with Bat Borisov five or six corners. So that was disappointing. But on the whole, though, all the, the, the vast majority of the other bets that I put up last weekend stood up well. And they, they won well. I think Energetic kicked it off on Friday with three plus cards, and they got four. FC Minsk got seven ca- corners and needed five. Um, Slusk needed three cards, they got f- they got five. And the Brest game that I've been kind of battered on about Brest matches for corners, we needed nine plus and they got 12. So okay. all, all in all, a really good week. And I think the data so far is really standing up and I'm really looking forward to this weekend's action. Yeah, it's been pretty solid and you were saying to me before we started recording that even if the, the UK football return tomorrow, you'd still be betting on the, the Belarusian stuff now because you've got gotten so into it. I really mean that, yeah, because that's probably, what, three or four weeks now, really heading, looking at the teams, the players, starting to understand who the players are now, although I won't pronounce them. <laughs> but a couple to pronounce later on, but you're starting that, to get a real feel for the week. That. <laughs> so you're starting to get a real feel for the league now, the markets, and yeah, really looking forward to it. Okay, so this weekend, as usual, there's eight games spread over three days and we've got another Super Sunday lined up and you've got, tip, you've got tips in six of the eight games uh, across the weekend. So we'll start off with uh, Friday's game at 3pm, which is uh, top of the table sluts could be energetic, who are fourth. So this should be a bloodbath. This should be <laughs> like a scene out of Platoon. Slask. <laughs> uh, uh, have the second worst disciplinary record in the league. Energetic aren't much better, to be fair. So I think for Slusk, they've had 25 yellow cards and three red. They are averaging 4.4 team cards per match, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, only Smolovici uh, are beating that. And they're seeing an average of seven cards per game. Um, energetic as well, 21 yellows, two reds. They're seeing, I think, 3.6 team cards per game and just under six match cards. So, kind of both sides have seen three-plus match cards in five of their seven games. So, when these two teams play, more often than not, they're going to be delivering at least three match cards. Mm. But here, in turn, probably lies the problem. At the moment, the bookies are obviously very sharp on this. 
they have set the markets at a price that, for me, is probably not backable as a single. So Slusk at home are 4-6 to six to get three cards. And don't get me wrong, I fully expect them to get that. But I think 4-6 to six is just a bit skinny for me. Mm. Even more skinny, Energetic are 1-2 as their wayside to get three or more cards. So it kind of leaves you in a bit of a quandary as to really fancy bookings in this match, but what's the best way to approach it? So you're getting 8-13 to 13 on there being six or more match cards. And I do like the look of that. And you're getting even money on seven cards. Now, seven cards in a match. We said that to me about a UK match or any other league. But, oh, God, seven. Yeah. That's a lot of cards to get. Yeah, but I mean, you'd be looking at derbies in the UK and going, that's going to be a struggle. <laughs> yeah, some absolutely. some of the games where it's reasonably commonplace in the Belarusian league so far. Yeah, most games are averaging just below six cards per game. And obviously, we've got some real key offenders, i.e. these two. So I think in terms of the card markets, um, I wouldn't put anybody off backing the three plus team cards markets of four to six and one to two, and maybe doubling that up. But what I will be doing is I'll be taking the six the plus points at eight to thirteen, and I'll double that up with a match that we'll get to um, on the I think it's the last kickoff on Sunday between Dynamo Brest and Dynamo Minsk. Yeah. So the... for this. Sorry, I was just going to say 60 plus point cards kind of makes more sense if you've got both teams working in your favour there. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think asking for a team to get four plus cards, albeit these two teams do it on a regular basis, I would rather have them, as you said, uh, both sides working towards the uh, 60 plus points piece. And I think that's got a great chance at 8 to 13. So a really good part of a double. But in terms of this game for me, I've looked to the corners markets and looking at energetic. They have delivered seven, three, five, six, six, two, and nine in their seven league matches. So five of their seven games, they've hit five or more uh, corners, which I think is pretty good. I think that's what seventy-one percent. Yeah. Um, they're seeing a decent amount of corners in their match. As the away side, I think Slusk, who having read a lot of stuff this week about Slusk, they are the um, they're obviously top of the league, but I don't think they've won anything at all in Belarusian football. So they haven't won a league, they haven't won a cup. So it's a kind of fairy tale thing for them to be top of the league. They're just above even money to win the match. There's probably not that much between the sides, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But what, what I like to look at, we're looking at this data and the stats, and especially in corners, they usually tend to get a decent price for the away side to rack up some corners. So given the fact that Energetic have delivered five or more in seven of their games... Stacks up pretty well. I'm going to take Energetic to get five or more corners at 11 to 10. And that's with Skybet. Now, I was sitting here, I think I spoke to you this, this morning actually, I was sitting here checking all the markets again, waiting for cards and corners to be released. I think up until this morning, it was only really Skybet that had any markets out really in terms of cards and corners. So it's a bit upsetting and disappointing that you've got to wait until kind of first thing Thursday morning to, to get the markets. Yeah. It seems to have been the case, though, doesn't it, that the bookies have been reasonably slow to get their markets out for these games? Yeah, they're fairly quick on match markets and goals, but when it comes to them being more specialised markets, such as corners and cards, it's definitely a kind of late-on-the-week piece. But in well, terms of this match itself, though, I think energetic to get the five corners looks really good at 11-10. Uh, yeah, well, maybe come on to that about the, the bookies and how you know they're finding it difficult to price these up later on, because I know you were speaking to me earlier about um, how much a price had come in. 
Yeah, so my kind of early research this week, and I think at the moment, as I said last last week's podcast, I've started to identify now teams. Um, a bit like Hibs this season. I used to back Hibs every week for goals. Okay. And I think more often than not, it landed. So trying to get to the same level here, where you're identifying teams in the same trends. So Dynamo Brest were fantastic for corners. They're, they're hitting kind of 13, 14 corners every match. They're delivering eight team corners per match. So they're playing Sunday at six o'clock and they were priced up at four to five for there to be 10 match corners. So four to five for a game involving a side who are at home playing really well and who've seen every single match hit at least 11 corners this season and you're getting four to five. Mm. So I posted that on Twitter, I think, late on Tuesday or kind of Tuesday afternoon. And by late Tuesday night, it dropped from four to five down to two to five. Mm. It's a massive, massive drop for a corner market, but even more so the fact that the match isn't until Sunday. Yeah. So it's, it's dropped that quickly, even though it's five days before the game kicks off. Yeah, and I just wonder if that's maybe why some bookies are maybe a wee bit scared of being first to market with some of these prices. Yeah, possibly. They're all probably waiting to see what, what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I think yeah. as well, I don't know how much money it's going to take to shift the market. Mm. Um, in these leagues and I think as well there's probably going to be uh, a maximum stake yeah. piece put on with most of the bookies anyway they're not going to be letting you put on a £1,000 single probably I don't, in fact they're definitely not allowing you to do any big singles and yeah. it's probably a very wise thing to do yeah. but it's enough to keep us interested yeah totally definitely ok so next game is on to Saturday and it's Slavia v Torpedo yeah so 1 o'clock kick off on Saturday really like this bet this is probably my next best We'll get to my nap on Sunday, which involves Carl King, Smolovici. Um, but re- really like the look of this one. Again, there's not much between the sides. I think the first few weeks in this league were really slow for goals, but I think it started to pick up the last few weeks. Yeah, I think last weekend, seen what, seven of the eight games go over 2.5. So it's definitely a much better spectacle than it has been. There's not much between these two sides. But looking through the card, the, the corner stats for these two, it's really, really interesting. So Torpedo are second top of the week, which is which is for them is fantastic. But looking at their corner count though, for a team that's second top, they're only averaging 3.3 team corners per match, which is the second lowest in the league. If you compare that to Dynamo Brest, who are getting eight, it's a it's a massive difference. So they've hit zero, seven, four, three, two, one and six in their seven league games so far. So they're only averaging just above three team cards per game. Sorry, team corners per game. Then you look at the corners they've conceded. They've got the highest conceded corner rate in the league at 7.7, which is massive really for a team that's sitting second top. They've conceded 6, 4, 11, 6, 11 again, 9 and and 7. So six of their seven games this season, they've conceded six or more corners. And Looking at that piece of data, once you move on to Slavia, then they're sitting they're sitting at seven point one team corners p- per match, which is again one of the highest in the league. They've hit two, ten, eight, four, nine, eight, and nine. So five of their seven games have hit eight or more. And there's a reason why I call out each individual week, just to show that it's not being skewed by one. Um, mental week where they've hit 15 corners in the one match it's pretty consistent and they've hit it five times out of seven they've hit eight or more corners so Slavia the home side 
Um, they're playing a team that's probably on a par with them. But I think with home advantage, the fact that Torpedo don't generate many corners themselves and they concede quite a lot, there's two markets here that I really like the look of. So I'm going to take Slavia to hit six or more corners. And that pays 8-11. to 11. And I'm also going to take Slavia on the handicap. Now, we got done last week on the handicap, which is really annoying. I think we were 5-0 up in the handicap minus one bet that I gave last weekend. They were 5-0 up and 7-2 up with about half an hour to go. And they ended up winning 7-6. So really unlucky with that one. This week, though, based on this data and the stats, Slavia minus one looks a great shout at even money. Yeah, I think... The, it's an interesting one to flag up the fact that Torpedo are sitting second looking at the table they've only scored nine in seven games and factor in the fact that they're conceding more corners than they're winning suggests that you know there's a correlation there between the possession that they've, they've got versus their opposition so maybe Torpedo are just punching above their weight at the moment Yeah, definitely looks that way anyway yeah. and I think it's also the fact that Slavia's stats stand up as well the fact that they're the home side and they're hitting seven corners per match, yeah. which is which is pretty strong. So these two both look really strong. Uh, I like the look at both of them. So yeah, eight to eleven on Slavia hitting six or more corners, and Slavia minus one on the corner ca- handicap at uh, even money. Okay, next up we're going to go to the Neman Grodno v Brest, which is at three pm on Saturday. That's the one. Um, <laughs> three o'clock on Saturday. Again, like most of the teams in this league, there's little between them. Um, Root Brest will stand up again on the corner count. So again, this match, based on my data, kind of flagged up straight away when you look at Root Brest's uh, corner performances. So they've hit 6, 7, 4, 4, 6, 9 and 12. So again, five of their seven matches this season, they've hit six or more corners. And as a team, I think they're averaging 6.9 team corners a game, which again is probably one of the highest in the league. They've hit 10 or more match corners now in their, in their matches in six of their last seven this season so far, and all seven games they've hit at least four corners. So they're probably marginally better than Newman Grodno, but looking at the markets here, again, you're getting four to nine for Brest to hit four corners. Now that's landed in all seven matches. Yes, they're away from home, but they're not playing one of the league's better sides. And I think they're more than capable of hitting five plus corners at 10 to 11. So again, another corners bet from this one. And I'm going to take Ruth Brest to, to hit five or more corners at 10 to 11. And that's with Skybet. Again, it's a fascinating one. Ruth Brest may well be, you know, one to keep an eye on from a corners point of view, but there's only been six goals in their seven games so far this season. Yeah, it's like watching Dundee probably. <laughs> really really, really up many goals. I think they scored a last-minute equaliser, I think, at home on Saturday. Um, and that's probably why they delivered 12 corners at the weekend. They're just trying to get back in the game at home. But I like the look of their corner performances so far this season. Yeah. They've not hit anything below four, and they've hit six or more in five or seven games. I don't think Neiman Grodno are a great side, to be honest with you, based on what I've seen so far and read so far. So I think the stats, again, stand up for this one. And I'm happy to take Brest at 10 to 11 for five or more corners. Okay, so let's move on to Super Sunday. And the first game is a lunchtime kickoff between Isloch and Belshina. So, Belshina, I mentioned them last week at home to Dynamo Brest. 
And I think what I said last week was kind of highlighted that although they're bottom of the league, their corner performances are actually a lot better than quite a few teams in the league. So they're not down there getting hammered every week and not being involved in the match. They're quite competitive. Um, probably better than five or six teams in that league corner-wise. So when you look at Bill Sheena's performances corner-wise, they fit three, seven, seven, two, one, seven, and six. So they've managed six or more corners in four of their seven games. Um, they're playing a side who, obviously, sitting league position-wise in a much better place than um, Bill Sheena. But Bill Sheena, having watched the match against Dynamo Brest at the weekend, they were actually in the game and performing really well. They got beat 3-0 from Dynamo Brest, but they gave it a good go and were definitely in the match. So they're the away side here, obviously, and they're priced up at 4-1. to one. So that then gives you an immediate kind of highlight that they could be a decent price for team corners. So I had a little look. And they're 4-5 to five to get four or more corners. Given the fact they've done that in four of their seven games, they're, they're actually playing okay, actually, albeit they're, they're bottom of the league and winless. Mm. And I think up until to last week, nobody's given them a hiding. I think they've got a couple of no-no draws in there and they've lost by the odd goal. So I think they can be at least competitive to go there on Sunday and grab at least four corners, and that's four to five. Yeah, that's something you've looked at before, isn't it? Particularly in the Premier League, is you know, the underdogs to either score or to win a certain number of corners. Yeah, it goes back to that part of trying to find value. I think um, Belshina are one to three to hit three corners. And when you look at the games so far, especially last weekend, um, there wasn't any side, I think, in the league that, that failed to get at least three or four corners. Right. And that's probably why you'll, you'll notice a trend in this week's podcast that it's very heavily focused on the corner market. And that's mainly because the kind of value's been sucked out of the card market, but there's still a lot to be had in terms of corners. Yeah. Okay, so it's Belshina, four or more corners at 45. Indeed, that's the one. Okay, next one is the one that we've been waiting on, which is uh, one of your favourites, Smolarici, um, and the host, Bat Borisov, who looks after starting to flex their muscles a wee bit after a slow start to the season. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah. I think they've won four of their last five, and they're starting to motor on now a little bit, albeit they can only manage three disgraceful corners <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> There's been quite a lot of stuff on Twitter about UK fans or fans outside of Belarus picking their Belarusian side. Um, I think I think you mean Grodno are coloured in the colours of Norwich. So they've been a natural um, selection for Norwich. I'm going to pick Smolovici based on the fact that they're complete underdogs. They got promoted um, last season. And I think they're really struggling in terms of the step up in class. Mm. And that's shown by the fact that one they are second bottom and they're winless. But when you look at their card count, it's just unbelievable <laughs> how many cards they're, they're racking up. Yeah, so what are they at, 32 now? So that's 30 yellows and a red card. And I think that red card's down to you, I think, because you mentioned last week they, they hadn't received a red card yet, being the, the keyword. It felt long overdue though, didn't it? <laughs> it did. So I had a little look today, right? Their goalkeeper's been booked three times. <laughs> So they've got they've got two goalkeepers, right? I think one of the guys has played majority of the games. He's been booked twice, and the other goalkeeper's been booked once. But looking through their squad, eighteen of their players have been booked, and they've got a couple of real standouts. So I think I sent a tweet out at the start of the week about their young centre half 
please ap- apologise to all <laughs> Russian-speaking people. Aya Rasashena has received five cards in six games this season. He's already been suspended this season. Guess what place he has to be booked? Sergio Ramos of Belarus. <laughs> uh, he's probably like one to two or something to be booked, yeah, is he? Yeah, se- not far off that, to be fair. Seven to ten to yeah. be booked. Um, and that kind of goes right through the team. There's lots of players sitting in two, three and four cards. So at the moment, Smolovici obviously have the worst um, disciplinary record in the league. And that's pretty much down to the fact that in their matches, they're not, they're not in the game. They are pretty much spending most of their games defending. And if they're defending, they're fouling. Yep. Yep. If they're fouling, <laughs> they're getting yeah, cards. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple as that. Looking through their card count, they're averaging 4.6 team cards per game, which is just incredible. They fit 5, 4, 2, 5, 6, 4, and 6 team cards in their seven games. So only once have they failed to hit at least four team cards. Um, but again, looking at the markets for this one, you're getting four to nine on Small Avicii to hit three or more cards, and you're getting 11 to 10 for them to hit um, four or more cards. Bearing in mind, both of those bets have landed six out of seven times this season. Mm-hmm. So they're at home. They're playing up back borders of, as you said, are now starting to kind of get into the rhythm now, starting to win games. I can't see anything but a comfortable away win here. You'd fully expect Bat Borisov to have the majority of the ball. Yeah. So looking through looking through the markets here and looking through Bat Borisov's own card count, they've got the second lowest in the league at 13 cards in seven games, which is just over 1.7 team cards per game. That's the second lowest in the league. And that probably adds up, to be fair, because they are probably the biggest club in that league. They probably will have the majority of the ball in most of their games. So it's no surprise to see them have such a low card count and it to be just sitting at 1.7. But they're playing a side, though, that are sitting at 4.6. They've received 30 yellow cards and a red card. So can you please explain to me why Smolovici are 4-5 to five to get most cards? In a word, no. <laughs> it just it just looks like a huge price just purely based on the stats. I mean Small of each are fourteen to one to win the game, mm. which tells its own story in terms of how the boogies think this one's going to go. So as you rightly say, it kinda of looks as if Batpod is over going to have lots of possessions, Small of each are going to be on the back foot and yeah, at four to five to have more cards just seems mad. If anyone wants to challenge this weekend's nap, feel free to contact me. And no fewer than 2,000 words let me know why <laughs> uh, Smolovici shouldn't be this weekend's nap at 4-5. to five. Okay, so my nap will be that your nap doesn't go off at 4-5 to five on Sunday. It'll be much, much shorter by then on Sunday. You wouldn't get any odds on that, because that's what's no. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, as we always say, make sure you get on this already. Greg and I both have already backed it at Skybet. Uh, before recording the podcast so we just hope that by the time you're listening to this at some 45 or at least some value is still there on Smolovici to get most cards in the game I must admit I was expecting this to be one to two when I opened up the market to have a look because I was looking this through out of curiosity because I knew they'd be I knew they'd be obviously favourites to win the card count but by no means did I expect them to be four to five yeah there's nothing in this game that suggests Bat Borisov will get more cards given the fact Bat Borisov should have most of the ball in this game. Yeah. And I think the stats for Smolovici themselves, 4.6 cards per game, 
and six out of seven games they've hit four they've hit four cards. Yeah, to be fair, you'd be expecting Smolovic to get more cards than anyone, no matter who they were playing. Yeah, totally. You know, but then to factor in that they're playing Bat Borisov, who themselves have got a really low card count um, in comparison to the rest of the teams, then, yeah, the 45 just doesn't make any sense. But we will gladly take it. OK, so next up is the last game, and it's the second half of a double in the Dynamo Brest v Dynamo Minsk match. Yeah, this game was going to be... So in terms of doing my kind of early price hunt at the start of the week, this game would have been my nap. Because by this point, I hadn't looked, I didn't have any prices yet on cards for the smaller Vici game. So Dynamo Brest have been a firm favourite of mine now over the last two or three weeks, and obviously some easy reasons to see why. They are averaging just under 14 corners per match. They fit 13, 14, 13, 16, 11, 16 and 12. I think as I pointed out last week, they only got 11 in that one match because they got two men sent off. So in terms of their own corner performances, they are hitting just above eight team, sorry, just under eight team corners per match, which is massive. But like I also said last weekend, they seem to concede quite a lot of corners. They're conceding at least six per game and they've gone to Bill Sheena at the weekend, last weekend, and conceded another six. So... Not much left to say in this game, really. Uh, Minsk hit their fair number of corners too. They're hitting six team corners per game as well. So this goes back to the match that we discussed earlier about this game initially being set at four to five for 10-plus corners. Yeah. Um, I think to my own detriment, I did tweet that on Tuesday, and maybe I shouldn't have. Because <laughs> um, it might still be four to five. I'm not saying it's come down to two to five because of my tweet, but there would have been money put on it and yeah. again I don't think it takes probably much money in these leagues for the bookies to start panicking yeah. but it was definitely a mistake it should never have been 4-5 to five. it should have been 1-2 to two. and it's currently set at 2-5 to five. so unfortunately there's no 4-5 to five in this one as a potential nap but what I'm going to do is I'm going to double this up with the first game on Friday so it's a double so the energetic uh, match on Friday I'm taking 60 plus match bookings in that game at 8 to 13, and I'm going to double that up with this game to have 10 or more corners at 2 to 5, and that pays just above 5 to 4 as a double. That's Sky Bet, I take it. Yeah, now I had a look through probably four or five bookies before we came onto the podcast today just to look at other prices for other corners. And to be fair, Sky Bet are actually priced up uh, best in the majority of them, okay? So I, I couldn't see any corner bets that had a better price. And I think, to be fair, it's Bet365. They haven't even bothered their arse yet uh, putting con- cards up or corners up. So I don't think Bet365 do cards anyway, but they usually do corners, and I still mm. couldn't see any Bet365 corners this afternoon. So Skybet are on the ball, and it does look like they are best price. OK, so we'll take the 5-4 double at Skybet on that one then. OK, so that's us for our tips for the weekend. Can you just give us a quick recap then of the, I think it's six games we're covering? Yeah, six games covering, but that does cover obviously the full match day eight across the three days. Yep. So first of all, Friday 3pm, it's Slusk versus Energetic in the bloodbath. <laughs> and I'm taking Energetic to get five or more corners at 11-10 to 10, and also taking 60-plus card points to double that up with the best match on Sunday. Um, Saturday, this is my next best, probably my second best selection of the weekend. 
and that's Slavia to get six or more corners at four to five, and Slavia minus one on the corner handicap at even money. Next up is a Saturday kickoff at 3 pm and taking Rubrest to hit five or more corners at 10 to 11. And that takes us into Sunday, the first game at 12 o'clock. And I'm taking Belshina to hit four or more corners at four to five. And the weekend's nap is Smolovici to get more cards, or most cards, sorry, in their match against Bat Borisov. And that's four to five with Skybet. Okay, and just remind us of that final double then. Yeah, the final double is the first game on Friday. 60 plus points on the cards at 8 to 13, doubled with Dynamo Brest versus Dynamo Minsk. 10 plus match corners at 2 to 5, and that double pays 5 to 4. Excellent. Now, there's a lot of kind of handicaps and over five, over fours in there, and obviously some punters are kind of going one or two points above what we're suggesting as tips, which is, you know, it's good to see when it's profitable. We wanted to give a shout out to Gary Capaldi from last week. Yes, he um, sent myself a tweet on Sunday evening. So Gary had selected eight bet builders essentially from the Sky Bet, and I think they're all the same bet. They were all over 1.5 match goals, over 8.5 corners, and over um, 2.5 match cards in eight of the was it eight of the games might have been eight yeah i think it was and it paid 417 to one and it landed and he got a nice i think just over two thousand pound back so well done to gary and that's a great bet for a fiver yeah Lovely. nice work if you can get it so he that's what we're calling our winning line of the week line of the weekend are we, yes. are we going to need to get a jingle here <laughs> you can do that <laughs> no you're all right uh <laughs> But if anyone has anyone in lines, especially on the Belarusian football just now, do get in touch. Send them to either at Gambler Tips at Twitter or directly to Greg at Browning84 Greg on Twitter and we'll happily give you a shout out if you've got any spectacular winning lines like Gary's from last weekend. So last week uh, we kind of finished off with another quiz question. The question was... Which three people have won the Champions League a record three times as manager? Did you get anywhere with the answers? I got so I got I'll give you the first one. What was it again? Ancelotti. Yep. Pep. Nope. Nope. It's Zidane. Yes. Yes, and Zidane was one. Did he win three years in a row, Zidane? Yeah, yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You don't so think Zidane good. has been a great manager? He's won three Champions Leagues. I know. It's madness. Madness. <laughs> I didn't get a third one. Sorry. So the third one was Bob Paisley. Ah, right, OK. I would have gone as far back as that, probably. Two out of three wasn't bad at all. Um, OK, so this week's question is, can you name the five Scots with the most English Premier League appearances? Gary McAllister. Yes. Dan Fletcher. Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Has this been on one of your WhatsApp groups? No, it's not, actually. OK. But it's the same sort of thing, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about English Premiership players than being Scottish um, Duncan Ferguson he is 8th on the list so eight. not top um, 5 let me think here oh I've, got, I've gone blank now I was firing yeah. there for a second this, Gordon this Strachan a one. no no I think he probably missed most of the Premier League year, Aye, didn't he probably Okay, I'm going to leave that with you. So it's the five Scots with the most English Premier League appearances and you have already got Darren Fletcher, 
who has 341, and Gary McAllister with 325. So that's not bad going off the top of your head to get to get two of the, the first Alexander. five. Alexander? He is not on the list. Not right. No. But a decent shout. Okay, so that's us for this week. Um, best of luck with your bets, as ever. Please stay safe and um, do what you have to do to to keep your family safe in the current climate. Um, thanks for listening, and please feel free to share the podcast. It'd be great if we could exceed our, our listener numbers from last week. So if you like what we're doing, then please don't be shy to let other people know about it. So best of luck for the weekend bets, and we'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>